Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, and I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the Drop-In CEO podcast week after week. I have the pleasure of sharing insights and inspiration from industry leaders, but this week also from myself. And so if this is the first time you're joining us, thank you. Thank you so much. Let me know how you found this podcast. Would love feedback. Would love you to rate and review. And for those who are returning, I am talking to you. I know many of you. I simply want to thank you for your support. And please, please share with me your thoughts or ideas or questions that you ponder and want ideas on how to resolve them so that you can get ahead in your career. So this topic actually came from a situation myself that I'm actually experiencing right now with some clients, and I want to impart some ideas for you to help resolve this. Now, mind you, the original title of this podcast episode was going to be How to Navigate the Political Landscape of Your Environment. Now, show of hands here, who experiences politics in the workplace? Hmm. I'm raising my hand right now. I'm sure many of you are as well. But (laughs) upon reflection and getting some coaching advice from our marketing department, we decided to discuss it a little bit deeper and be more prescriptive. And the subject today is really is about when to empty your silos, because politics in the office is really just a symptom of something deeper that could be happening for which you can action on. The element of politics onto itself, it just exists. It's there. And sometimes people just don't know what to do with it. However, that will probably be a discussion for another podcast episode. So this week, we are going to go into the topic of silos. Now, What I want to talk about is so often we say we have to get rid of the silos, and that may be true, but when we say certain things because that's the narrative or that's what's accepted or that's what's in the media or trending, we simply repeat what we hear. And that is not the leader of today and tomorrow. We ask you to think and reflect and ask deeper questions about why certain things are. And then when you get to the root cause and seek deeper understanding, then we can resolve these gaps or differences that we see to productive solutions. So the quick lesson here is when you think there are silos that are negatively impacting the workplace, I first ask you, seek to understand. Ask somebody that's been around for a while, understand why we are at today. There may have been good reasons why there is a feeling of silos amidst all the different organizations for which you feel some dysfunction. So it does manifest itself in politics. It manifests itself in wondering what's going on or why did they make that decision or how did that person get ahead or why did they launch this project and not the other? Again, the root of it may be in the area of silos and having a deep understanding 
about the different functional areas in the organization. And what's key here is the interactions and why we depend on the success of these interactions. Now, I'm going to go into a couple resources that I just want you to start opening up your mind to why we have silos and why we don't. But here's something I was just picking up, and I remember this distinctly, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but President Reagan said in 1987, tear down this wall. And it made all the sense in the world. Let communities interact with each other towards a greater cause than our own. It made sense. Tear down these walls. And then (laughs) I had the good fortune of interviewing John Knotts on the Drop-In CEO podcast who wrote Overcoming Organizational Myopia. And he said in there, when he talks about the book, silos must exist for an organization to operate. We want them to exist. So given these two messages, I'll tell you, I am a bit confused, and I wonder when it is time to empty the silos or not. And while I continue to ponder this question, I will share another quick story. While I was thinking about this article, my dog, Reagan, and you may have heard Reagan on my podcast, he makes a cameo appearance every once in a while. Just this afternoon, he was digging a hole in my yard to find a mole. And so he was trying to break down the dirt barrier to get to the mole. So this resolution could be a good one or an untimely demise for the mole. So we don't know if it's good or bad, but there is a barrier for which somebody is trying to break through it for a resolution that only Reagan knows. But I do have to ask you a little bit more and think deeply before I give you a framework. You know, I always give you a framework during these things. I want you to think about why do we have them in an organization and how do they help or hinder us towards the goals? Independent functions, perhaps audit other functions for compliance. So we need to have a silo to provide valuable information back to the business. I used to be an internal auditor and external auditor. I needed to provide independent feedback back to my clients so they understood the health of the process of the business. And I'll tell you, we're often scared of these audits because we are fearful of what will be exposed. But at the same time, with a positive mindset, we may be able to say everything's working as expected, in which case we are so grateful we have the audit program and for what they offer. But just the same, and again, there are a lot of analogies here, we do have firewalls to defend data integrity in our business so that nothing bad happens. So there we need a silo, we need a wall. But What about the closed-door meetings that are necessary to allow confidential discussions about critical business matters or individuals? Why do we have walls in our home? Maybe to keep the noise out, keep the weather out, to have quiet. Yet at the same time, we have baby monitors so that we can listen in to the sounds that our young children that are in our care are making and perhaps protect them. So, Walls exist for various reasons, and over time, they may be mysterious, secretive, and constructs for which information may or may not flow. So the point here is that you need to understand if there are walls, real, imaginary, or physical, or virtual, you need to understand why they exist. That's the first step as a leader, seek to understand how we arrived at this state before you can start asking yourself questions whether the silos should exist or not. 
because nothing is worse as a leader when you say, we need to break down these silos. And then people ask the question, why? And then you search for an answer that may not be rooted in the truth or the root cause. So given this conundrum of whether it is good to have walls or not, or silos, let me give you a framework that might be able to help you distinguish when they are right and when they are not. Now, as always, I say, get a piece of paper and a pen, your electronic device, and I want you to maybe take note of some of these things. Think about your particular situation. I want you to think of what doesn't make sense when those people aren't acting the way that I expect. I don't know what's going on over there. Must be some politics or, you know, we need to have more team meetings so that we can understand and work closer together. I mean, you can be wasting so much time unless you have a framework. So here are a few thoughts about when to empty the silos or get rid of them. One, when information flow is late, incomplete, or inaccurate. This is the time to kind of cut a hole through the wall, talk to the resources or functions that are passing information to you. Because so much of what we do is not just physical goods where we make things and ship things, but it is also data transfer. And we depend so much on those systems to make things go and create transactions. But when information flow is late, incomplete, or accurate, it may be an opportunity to break through the silos to seek to understand. Also, number two, when time is wasted, waiting, or extra meetings to clarify needs. Again, all of that is waste. And then finally, when the customer is negatively impacted by poor performance, and that includes internal customers. You know, I remember something here where I was in a workshop and I shared this story before where it was about understanding the customer journey and each touch point along our manufacturing process from commercial to customer service, to supply chain, to manufacturing, to shipping the products to our customers. We needed to document what the customer journey was to make it effortless to interact with us as well as have a great experience. And we toiled, we played games, we did workshops and exercises, and we realized there were improvements to be made. And then I asked, a silly question. I said, how can we improve the experience with our customers if the internal customers are struggling to exchange information? They're wasting time. They don't understand each other because ultimately, as good as your commercial, your sales, or your customer service people are at making the customer feel good, ultimately, those internal customers that aren't getting what they want are going to negatively impact your customer. So I'll say it again, when information is not flowing as expected, or you waste time with extra meetings or clarifying, or ultimately a customer can be impacted. This is when silos need to be examined. I'm not saying take them down, examined, understood, and then find ways where maybe we need to mend the walls or find better ways of interacting with each other. Now, here's some situations when we don't empty or remove the silos. When checks and balances are necessary to confirm compliance standards are met. So I I told you the internal audit, your financial audits, you need those because even if you think things are working as expected, you always need an external independent set of eyes. That is a silo that tells you whether you're compliant or not. The second one, 
When centers of excellence, innovative groups, or areas of highly creative work need to work independently for very short amounts of time intently to achieve high impact results. But there is a caveat here. They must be defined based on specifications from other functions. Again, make sure we have clearly defined requirements to our R&D, science and technology, creative, marketing, et cetera. Make sure they have all the input and then let them go. They need to be independent to create that element or that product or that service so that then we can bring it forward into our operations and produce the results for our customers. We need some independence there to allow that to flow and the creative process to be. And number three, and oh my, this is important. I have had to deal with this as well. When not to empty the silo, when legal or regulatory requirements are necessary to be independent as a risk mitigation control. And I often, because of a safety issue, had to reach out to my legal counsel to understand what the law said and also what is expected from just a customer perception. With that sage advice and that independent, regardless of the emotion or impact that it could have on different interested parties, we had a silo and a sacred silo for which we had the valuable input for which then we could carry out our decision. So again, when not to empty those silos, when you need independence to evaluate compliance, you have centers of excellence that need to work very rapidly in order to create a product or service for a competitive advantage, but based on inputs from others, that absolutely is a must. Or finally, our legal and regulatory teams. Now, these are just a few examples about when we should and should not have silos, but I leave it up to you as a leader. The point being here, is that you need to make an independent assessment yourself. Now, I will just share with you just a little bit of background. The first one, when I talked about information flow, inaccurate, too much, too little, too late, wasted, et cetera, I talk about waste. Now, if you know me, I'm a lean practitioner, and we talk about things like the eight wastes. Look up information about the eight wastes. Whenever you see eight wastes, think about the expression Tim Woods, T-I-M, W-O-O-D-S. It's one of the easiest things that you can learn about lean methodology and waste. So transit, inventory, motion, waiting, overprocessing, overproduction, defects, and also wasted skills. But if you wanted to know more information about that, reach out to me. I can do another podcast episode on that, or you can reach out to me because I do do white and yellow belt training in the area of lean if waste removal is relevant to you. But at the end of the day, there is a leadership lesson for all of you when it comes down to silos. We talk about breaking down silos, but we need to ask better questions to determine what functions and processes serve the business and how we benefit from them. These questions can be your guide to know when to say, tear down this wall or not. Now, the other story. In the case of the mole that Reagan was after this afternoon as I was pondering this podcast episode, the mole lived to see another day due to the dirt barrier that Reagan could not get past. Now, it may not make sense to us why there are holes and mounds in my lawn But if we seek to understand and ask them all, he may impart great wisdom why he exists and the silo that separates him from Reagan. But that's another day. And all kidding aside, 
Again, it's about understanding why they exist before we can make better decisions about whether they should be there or not. So this was a little bit interesting, this topic, but I always try to give you something stimulating to think about. And if you think these questions or conversations are relevant, bring them up in your staff meetings or maybe with your one-to-ones with your people. Ask them amongst your peers. Should we have silos? Why do they exist? Are they serving us or are they not? These skills are hard, but you can apply many of these right now. But if you still need a little extra help, I am here for you. Please book a complimentary 30-minute session, or I would be happy to do a complimentary webinar at your company or your professional organization, because I think the more I can share my knowledge and experiences and start conversations, we are able to lift others. And if you like this podcast, I have other resources. We have my weekly blog posts on the dropinceo.com website, as well as I do offer one-on-one coaching services or soon to be released. Again, the Drop-In C-Suite Academy, the cohort is opening up in August. We are enrolling students now. And many of these insights are included in this 12-week experience, but also any other topic that is bothering you that you're not sure how to break through. Sometimes just speaking to somebody with an outside perspective may be able to break down the wall and help you to achieve your career goals. So that ends another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I am grateful that you have joined us again. Please rate, review, share with others, send your questions in. We will incorporate them into the show because all we want to do is be able to lift you, elevate you, help you to reach your career goals, both for the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow. And with that, I do wish you continued success and thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.